Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming your program author Jacqueline H. Becker, Ph.D., and she is the author of Dying to Live, Love Stories. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Jacqueline, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Well, I'm a psychologist. I've been in private practice for a number of years. I was a special ed teacher, a social group worker, and a corporate consultant. All those things. So tell us about your book. Well, I wanted to write a book that gave people actually what I'm able to give my patients. And in that, what I offer is that I know the forest, I have the tools for making paths, and whatever the challenge, I'll see you through it, and believe it or not, that is what I do in this book. I don't see troubles as sicknesses. I see them as opportunities to become more. And in this book, you see the tools that I use to do that. They'll become the reader's tools. Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here? This is really a book for people who would like to live in a more alive way and learn to love better themselves and others. There's a huge amount of pain in people, suffering on both a individual and collective level. I feel that I have to continue to do everything I can to help alleviate some of the suffering that isn't necessary. Some suffering is, of course, necessary. That's just life. But there's other parts, the parts that we can actually do better by taking hold of our own demons. Could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Absolutely, yes. The major theme is that we all have an unconscious life and it affects us deeply and we're disconnected from it. And in my opinion, that's what has so much darkness in the world. If I may, there was a fabulous sentence of Jung's that actually has really been the underpinning of my entire life. This is a fabulous sentence and I think it says it best. He says, Carl Jung, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. And that is entirely true, in my opinion. What we don't know in ourselves gets us into a lot of trouble. And in my book, you see the trouble that I've gotten into, not just because of trauma, but because of my own fears and inabilities. And I make it okay for people to acknowledge and admit their vulnerabilities and their mistakes and all the things that make life hard. And this to me is actually urgent level. If you witness the effects of that in our entire universe, <laughs> basically. 
If you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? Not to be afraid of your own darkness, that they will see if they meet and greet themselves and everything that they find difficult in themselves, they will be relieved to grow. Because, you know, people tend to blame others, not blame themselves, and that's just a prison. That just is a prison, whether you look at it on an individual or collective level. The way out of that is to open the door, see what your foibles are, so that that energy can become yours and you're free to live a much, much more rich life. Now, if you were asked to compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why? Well, the most influential book for me has been Carl Jung's The Red Book. And the reason that's so profound for me, I know it's a big, big read, but it's because he used his fantasy life, he used his dreams, he used all the tools that I suggest in my book and that I use in my life to develop his, you know, analytical psychology. I think it's what's important for all of us to become all that we can become. This life of ours is not just limited to surface level. We have fantasies, we have dreams, and we certainly have spirit that will guide us if you're just open to it. So how difficult was it writing about the pains of your past and sharing so much of your inner self? The difficult part was the limits that I had at, at each point in time, which um, which had me hurting people. And that was very hard to acknowledge and accept. So the hard part was accepting those limits. And there was one more thing that was hard. And even though I know the truth of this is going to sound silly, and I know it was not possible, but I still wish, believe it or not, is that I could have made my mother's pains less. That was hard to feel, again, those frustrations. No matter what she did or all her limitations, that's still something I wished. So what part did the spiritual play in this journey of yours? My life. Accepting the reality of spirit, I believe, has saved my life. It guides me 100%, just like it will guide the reader. I promise that. There is no question. And listen, why I'm so committed to the unconscious, because that's your access route. If you begin to delve at that level of yourself, you immediately open the door to spirit, and it will, without question, come to you and guide you, just like your dreams. They tell you everything you need to know for your next step. No question about it. You are led. Just let that power, which is far greater than you and me, it has the ability to show you the next step. And that to me, I mean, if I may just take this to say, one of the treasures of the demons in your life, even if I could put it that way, is that they are actually your most fantastic teachers. You open the door to what's creating that distress in your life, your demons, your dark side, your terrible difficulties of the moment. And we all have them, no matter how they come up. 
mostly in relationships because everybody's unconscious is, is having a ball with each other. But these demons who confront you, they're your tickets to freedom. That energy that is bound up in that form, once you open the door and have the courage to look, transform and become your pathway to more, more life. I don't know if you can answer this question or not, but why do you think that we often ignore doing or saying what we know is right and simply do the opposite? Because we're terrified of the unknown. That's what I'm saying about the unconscious. One of the reasons for the disconnect is because we're afraid of our own unconscious, of our unknown. It's very hard for people to take that step into an unknown place. So they go back and they do old things because it's like a blankie, makes them feel safe. Even if it's destructive, it makes them feel safe. Just like I remember years ago, there was this kid, his mother was absolutely brutal. And he always, no matter what, and he had an opportunity to go with the father and this, he stayed with the mother because it was known. He was terrified. I don't think we're all that much different as we age. The new is scary, takes bravery and courage. That's why I wrote this book, so people would not be so afraid. Look what I went through. On one hand, my father died when I was a little girl, six years old. That's one. There was abuse, sexual, physical abuse, all kinds of things, never fitting in. These were my challenges, but I promise you, meet them, greet them then you will be lifted to your next level. That's what I want readers to see. And if they see that I could do it with all these traumas, they won't be as afraid. I hope. So can you explain what you mean when you say your demons are actually your best friends? Yes. Let me say again. These demons who come and haunt you, Another word for that is your challenges of the day or things about you that you don't like or whatever. They have energy. They hold you back. They're like blocks. People get stuck inside themselves. Once you're not afraid to untangle what's in the demon, your demon, and it's different for you than for me or anybody else, once you can open the door to that, look in it, Take responsibility for some of the things that probably you haven't as you look. Then they become your best friend because they support you on your next step of growth. That energy is then free. That's you out of prison. Just picture a demon as your prison keeper, right? And you being your own savior, opening the door, you'll be out of prison. You'll be free and you'll have a lot more energy to pursue whatever it is you want to pursue. That's a promise. So what do you feel is the worst thing that has happened in the field of psychology that's led to so much mental illness today? Okay. What I think has happened, and I think it was in around the 70s, there was a movement in psychology to use a medical model. And I think that's the big mistake. And everyone then began to try to force themselves into a medical model so that they could get paid by insurance companies. Insurance companies, as we know very well, are connected with pharmaceuticals. 
So it became an orientation that, you know, you, all right, there's a medical, there's an imbalance, and you need more serotonin, less serotonin. So we'll give you this pill, you'll be fixed. Wrong. That is not the issue at all. The thing that is, that's taken us so far, it, look, you think about it. In the 70s, there were like 140 diagnosed categories. Now there's like 300 and something. Troubles are not sicknesses. They're opportunities to become more. That's what I think was a big ripoff. You know, write a script and you think you're done. That's not where people live. That's not what's in their eyes. They're yearning to be cared for and loved and feel free and their stock of pills not gonna do it. It's incorporating the fact of an unconscious power that can be yours and if you're connected to it, and you learn the ways that it's talking to you, you will be better. So what was your inspiration to write this book? I think the inspiration was the amount of darkness in the world that the suffering seems greater and an individual and society as a whole. And the truth is for me, and I've been saying this my whole life, but I thought, well, let me just keep trying to get to more people than I do, let's say, in an office setting, is the disconnect from your own unconscious life. You see whether it's on an individual level or a societal level. People that you have disagreements, they're demons, they're bad, I'm good. It's not true. That blaming, even on a societal level, just makes the darkness grow. It's just the oppression of the souls. Then you know physics, right? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Well, it's going to come up and hit you. It's like the concept of a way. There isn't any. There's no reality called a way. Where is it? You can't push the feelings really away. They'll come and hit you upside the brain. There's no garbage you can throw into the universe. It's going to come back and poison you. So... That's my mission, really. There's more of this darkness, more people ignoring the truths of what are some wonderful grand truths of history. You know, these, these truths of the laws of nature, they're being ignored completely. Nature will win. Guarantee that. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? I think who should buy my book is people who are looking to grow past they're feeling at odds with themselves, stuck. They want to be free. They want a love that they, feels real to them. They want to be engaged in the world in a very alive way, not in a half-dead way. So people who really want more in their life, no matter what the domain, somehow they feel blocked. They feel stuck. They will learn a lot, and they will also learn not to, I think, at least I hope, with the examples of my stories, and I call them love stories because the challenge was to find love after some of the abuses, which is doable. I don't say it's easy, but they will feel empowered, let's put it that way. Do you have a website? I do, drjhbecker.com. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Jacqueline H. Becker, Ph.D., and she is the author of Dying to Live, Love Stories. Jacqueline, thanks very much for being with us today. Thank you for having me.
This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com, and whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.